Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 462. I cleared my throat. More precisely, some of your... I cleared my throat. Substance. Speak plainly. A small amount of blood, saliva, skin, hair, and urine. I sighed internally, knowing that to someone of the superstitious Vintic mindset... This would sound like a recipe for ascending, or some other equally ridiculous thing. As I'd expected, the mayor's eyes narrowed at the list. While I am no expert, he said slowly, those seem to be the very things I should avoid parting with. How can I trust you? I could have protested my loyalty, pointed out my past service, or brought to his attention that I'd already saved his life. But over the last month, I'd come to know how the mayor's mind worked. I gave him my best knowing smile. You are an intelligent man, your grace. I'm sure you know the answer without my telling you. He returned my smile. Humor me, then. I shrugged. You're of no use to me if you're dead, your grace. His gray eyes searched mine for a moment, then he nodded, satisfied. Very true. Send a message when you need those things. He turned to leave. Three days. That's the page and the chapter. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. So, if I may, we discussed on a previous page a discrepancy uh, where Rothfuss, in in an older version of the book, wrote the word vintic and later had it changed to vintish. And we supposed at the time of recording that episode that this was like a, a copy editing thing, that he decided that vintish was the correct word to use. And it occurred to me while listening to that episode, that another reason why he probably made that change is because Vintic and specifically Eld Vintic are like older dead versions of whatever language they speak in Vint. So he does want to make it clear and distinct in the reader's mind, I think, the difference between Vintic and Vintish. And then he uses Vintic here. And uh, unless Jordan is going to tell me differently, uh, that's not been like copy corrected later on. I don't think so. I'm looking. Continue. So when he says Vintic mindset, I wonder, like maybe it's just a misprint. Maybe he meant to write Vintish, but I wonder if he's using it to like refer to like a more archaic word in the same way that you might refer to someone French as being of a Gallic persuasion, you know? Or, yeah, that's that's how I read it, Jeremy. I think that your argument that Vintic is reserved for the more archaic word is correct, and that that is kind of what he is using it here for, hmm. which is a interesting example of the kind of thought that goes into the craft of this book. Yeah, I would say like that's an example of, like really deep, thoughtful world building for like you know kind of like a throwaway. Even his throwaway descriptions of characters are full of world-building detail if you care to look for them. And it is so lovely. Maybe Rothfuss does not want to be vulgar or invite vulgarity, but it seems curious to me. Quoth is is asking for all the essential bits of DNA-carrying goop he can get from the mayor, with the exception of semen, which I just find a curious omission. Uh, Yeah, I got nothing for you there, Jeremy. I do. So... I think that the reason that he requires those substances but not semen would be because you would want the same substances from all people and you cannot get semen from all people. 
I guess you can still get like vaginal secretions and get. But DNA it's not the same thing. <laughs> no, it's not the same thing. But it's the you know the best equivalent. No, I actually like that. It's that um, sympathy is is uh, gender blind. All right. I'm so glad we could agree on this. I only have one more note. I I have other notes, but I well, have please been do go monopol- ahead. Well, before I do, I've been monopolizing the the note conversation. So, Nick, did you have anything you wanted to jump in with? Not really. I suspect you're going to say the only thing that I kind of wanted to bring up, which is the utilitarian mindset that the mayor has and that Quoth has grokked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we're, we're, we're in sync. We are aligned on this point. I, I think that that speaks to Quoth being like a good judge of character over time. Obviously, you know, He's known the mayor longer at this point than he had at earlier points in the book where he kind of misjudges his conversational opportunities with the mayor. But he's been collating data all this time, and now he has a better sense of like what conversational tact will get the mayor to listen to him. And also, I think one of the conversational tacts that he takes when he has this little conversation with him is flattery, right? Like he lets the mayor think that he's smarter than Quoth. Well, I'm yeah. glad to hear my co-host. I, I mean, I don't stunned, disagree. Stunned at the veracity and insight that my every word brings to this podcast. Uh, Jordana, take us home. All right. So my final note on this page being the chapter title, which is, the, and that this is the end of the chapter. The chapter title was A Cost of a Loaf, which is referring directly to the quote in the chapter where... He says that the mayor is aware of the cost of a loaf. And I guess it's just generally about how Quoth is put in the position to ask for anything. And he has to think about what that what that cost would be. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. That about sums it up. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, no, nor I. Um, maybe it's also the euphemistic cost of the loaf that is Quoth's continued attention. The cost of the loaf is, you know, the, the cost for Quoth is he needs to be able to hang out with Denna, otherwise he can't work. And then there's the cost that's passed on to the mayor while Quoth can't work. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Many costs. Even for me, that's a stretch. Many loafs. This is a letter from Olaf, who writes in with a small correction. Greetings, pagers. I'd just like to send you a quick correction. On page 439, you, mostly Nick, once again discuss if Quoth ever sent rings to Codicus and what it would mean if he did not. The first time Quoth goes to see Codicus, it's noted that both Quoth's golden ring and the mayor's iron ring were laying neatly on a tray next to the other rings Codicus owned. Quoth actually makes a note for himself that this was a very polite way of giving the rings back without having to ask. Since Nick talked about this at least two times, and it seemed like you were preparing a crack pot about it, I thought it'd be good if I wrote in and corrected you so that you don't base your beautiful theories on false facts. Take care, signed Olaf. I'm still not sure that we're ever like explicitly told that Quoth sent the ring, but it's probably it doesn't bear it doesn't bear telling. This is good enough for me that it you know it happened off screen. He got his ring back. Uh, I'm willing to walk this one back. All right. Well, that was easy. 
wouldn't be the first time that a theory on this podcast has been based on uh, the flimsiest of pretexts. Well, we got to make all the theories, you know. That's right. Just in case we're right one time. Th- that That is the strategy, or so I'm told. <laughs> and I'm sure there will be more examples of it in the 600 pages to come. Excellent. Let's get to it. Get to what? On another page. Of the... Wind. Wind. Wind.